All right, guys, it's just another Thursday. My name is Dr. Shornell Wolverton Sihan, and we are here to talk about the truth. You know why? The truth matters. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. So I'm here with Craig, my co-host today. How are you doing, Craig? I'm very good, thank you. Again, yet another great guest. Excited. This is gonna be a good one. Oh, before we get started, I just want to say happy June. It's summer. Yay. Um we will, <laughs> yes, yes, we will be announcing our membership meeting um in the next week or so. We're working on it and just want to let you know thank you for all of you who are members. It helps us keep going. We appreciate you so much. If you're not a member, the link is in um, the description. You can just join us at any time. We have monthly meetings. We have giveaways. We have lots of fun. I love the personal interaction because it's an actual Zoom instead of like just our little faces up here. We get to talk and get to know you guys and what have you. So um, also just want to remind people, hit the like. Go to swiftfire.org. Get on the newsletter. Um, new website, drshornell.com. You can get on the newsletter, make sure that things are, um, in order for you to know what's going on in these next coming weeks and, or even previous weeks of shows that we've done. There's lots of resources there, classes, books, all kinds of things. We are actually in the middle of a 21 day abundance experience. And that has been really fun. We had our first one last night. It is not too late to join. You can still join us. And we're doing daily things for 21 days regarding the subject of abundance. So if that's something you're interested in, just go ahead and click the link that's in the description. So today we have Suzanne Spooner with us. Let me bring her on. She is just fresh back from Egypt. Uh, let's see. Oh, there she is. Yay. <laughs> How's it going? Going quite well. Thank you very much. Awesome. Well, we want to hear all about your trip and we also want to hear about your work. Can you give us a little background on what you do and how you even got to that place of, of working in the position that you're working in in service? And then we'll talk a little bit about your trip and the pyramids and all of that kind of stuff. Oh, that sounds great. Okay. Well, okay. Rapid fire. Here we go. Um, so I, I, um, uh, I guess I really jumped into this with two feet back in 2008 or nine. Um, I had something happen to me and I began, um, understanding how to channel. I use this with a pendulum and a chart. Um, it all occurred one morning, um, while I was sitting in my kitchen that became a teachable method of channeling called the art of the universal knowing or talk the acronym t-a-u-k um from that dolores cannon came into my purview and just rocked my world and like everybody at the time i wanted a session with her so i i called her office and i got on this really long list and then i realized that she taught her form of hypnosis and i had never even thought about learning it but it just something resonated with me that i had to do this and signed up and went to her very next class and just hit the ground running with this amazing process because what her process um, demonstrated to me was in some ways similar to my process of talk in that it was showing that all answers lie within us. And for me, that just seems like a very empowering experience to give to others. Um, I, 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 I love psychics and, and people that can tap in intuitives. Um, I, I use them. I've got friends that are amazing with those gifts. But we all have 
the knowledge and the ability to find our answers and our healing within us. And so that's what really resonated with me and with Dolores' process of quantum healing hypnosis technique. So in 2012, that's when I learned. And um, through through some time, I uh, will actually kind of quickly, I started assisting Dolores in class for the last two years of her physical life, um, which was awesome because I'm just like this, this perennial student. And it allowed me to sit in the back of the classroom and just keep hearing what she was saying over and over again so that I could really understand it. And and it afforded me some really beautiful private time with her to you know, crack her brain. And um, she was so generous in sharing knowledge. And um, once she transitioned, then I assisted her daughter, Julia, all around the world teaching QHHT. Um, I'm the global um, uh, director for the QHHT Forum of Practitioners, um, which is fabulous. It's a, it's a great way to continue the learning. And so that um, that brought me, uh, I guess, to um, you know, just doing over ten years of sessions. I'm in my eleventh year now, and sharing the knowledge that has come through in these sessions. I've got two books in the works, and uh, my friend Sarah Breastman Cosme, who you guys had on a few weeks ago, she and I just went off on this amazing adventure together, which actually began with a nudge um, that. I acted on and that created the uh, the connection with Sarah to do this tour through um, to Egypt. <laughs> and now we're back and it went so well that we're actually uh, creating our own company um, to do more tours. We have two that are in the works for uh, May and September of 2024. We've got a workshop in January down in Jupiter, Florida. So you can come to Jupiter with us. <laughs> <laughs> So we're we're like we're not resting on our laurels. We're we're running to create more experiences. That's so, cool. That's so so cool. Yes, Jupiter's cool too. Awesome. I did not know there was somewhere called Jupiter in America. I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm from England, and when you said go to Jupiter, I was like, sorry, what? Yeah. So yeah, come to Jupiter and, and hang I'm with gonna us. I'm going to go to Jupiter. Okay, awesome. <laughs> uh, so, so how does this relate to? Um, it, so how did it come about with the, the trip to Egypt this time? And, and sort of what did you discover there? <laughs> okay, so so um, I tend to get every once in a while, I'll get nudges. And they're for my friends, for other people, not even for me. But it'll come in as a thought. and It'll be kind of like, a, wow, you know, they really should do that. Or I wonder if they would want to think about this. And um, I dismiss it because I'm human and I don't think it's anything big. But it keeps coming and it keeps coming. And that's how I know now that, okay, this is, I'm supposed to give this to them. But, um, you know, so with Sarah, I had this nudge. Um, she, you know, she's written these amazing books and she's a fellow level three QHHT practitioner like I am. So we're in each other's realm all the time. And so um, I had this nudge. And so one day I t I'm in the middle of blow drying my hair and I'm like, all right, fine, I'll, I'll do it. And I said, hey, I've got this little nudge and you don't have to receive it if you don't want it, but if you want it, let me know and I've got it. Um, and sh she right away said, yeah, what is it? And I said, well, I think you should do a, a tour to Egypt, you know, based off your books. I think this would be a really cool thing for you to do. And then I'm like, Whew, I gave it away. I, I can let it go now and move on and, you know, Put the phone down and finishing blow drying my hair and her next text comes in and she says well i'll only do it if you'll do it with me 
And and I said, oh no, no, this isn't about me. This is a you nudge, you know. This is this is Sarah nudge. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do it unless you do it with me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> that's that's how it started. And we um, we just are. Uh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so we were just connected and. Um, we had the right connections to make this trip fall into line. And we were kind of like, gosh, I wonder, I wonder if anybody want to go with us. You know, it's kind of a funny thing to put out there and it sold out in one day. So. Wow, that is cool. <laughs> what? Oh my God. So, yeah. So we're, you know, kind of funny. Um, so we just went for it and, you know, we, we knew from, our work that we do, that everything is divinely planned and um, nothing is uh, happenstance. So we knew that the group that that came into this would be really special. We just didn't know how special. And, you know, as it, as it goes with a tour like this, you know, people sign up, some people have to drop out, then other people come in and, you know, finally this mixture settles into a group. And I cannot say enough about how special this group was. Um, it was so 5D. Everybody was there for each other. It just gives me chills thinking about them. Um, no, I don't, very few knew each other at the beginning of it, but by, you know, the first day, they were just like solidified. And um, that it just, I, you know, I, I told them they're just like spoiling us. They're just making this so easy. We had no conflicts. We had no things to work out. Um, everybody was, you know, all for one and one for all. And that made the experiences at the pyramids and the special um, access places that we had and the temples just so much beyond expectation. So tell us about like the pyramids and different things that you felt or saw or the experiences. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. So, okay, let me, okay. I'm going to kind of start from the beginning. So we started out, um, once everybody gathered, we, uh, we were all staying at the Mena House, which is literally walking distance to the Great Pyramid. Um, but we started out early, early morning um, with a meditation, a private meditation down um, at the Paws of the Sphinx, you know, which of course just has amazing energy to it. Uh, one of the, the most touching little parts of that was there's these, um, um, well, they're feral dogs, but they're pyramid guardians. You know, they like they know their stuff. They're, they're there for a reason. And we had this this dog join us for our meditation and he literally smiled. We have pictures of him smiling. <laughs> and he when we settled into our meditation that Sarah was leading so beautifully, um, the dog just laid down and went to sleep while we did it. So that's how we started, you know, just Oh my gosh, so amazing. And then we have this amazing PhD archaeologist, uh, Vivian Zaki, who goes with us and shares her perspective. Um, and she has these ultra amazing connections. And so she asked Sarah and I um, privately if we would have any interest in going to the Osiris shaft, which isn't open to the public. And, you know, as soon as you say it's gone open to the public, I'm like, let's do it. We're going. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't on our radar. So, I mean, I didn't know what we were getting into. Um, and so we opened it up to the group of anybody that wanted to sign up and go could do it. And a, about two thirds of the group um, decided to go with us. 
And we get there, it's very close to the Sphinx and the Great Pyramid. Um, my recollection is that it was rediscovered in, uh, I think around 1910. Um, it got covered back up with sand, was rediscovered again, I think in the 70s, and um, has been known, of course, but again, not open to the public. So it's three levels. This It's a shaft with three levels. Um, the first level is just kind of a landing area. And then you go way down. I mean, we're talking straight down a ladder. I mean, straight down a ladder. I, I didn't understand that till I got there. And I looked down and went, oh, 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 no. <laughs> and like, oh, I wasn't expecting this. I mean, it's, yeah, it was straight down. And it was this old ladder from the early 1900s, um, a metal ladder that, and then they had like soldered on a more modern ladder, but not necessarily like rung to rung. Sometimes it was like this or like that. So you had to be incredibly mindful as you stepped down and hung on for dear life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, oh my gosh. But in a way it was this amazing initiation Right. Because there's people who had, you know, fear of small spaces, which we were in fear of heights, which we were having to deal with. There's no way other you had to go up or down. You know, there's no way out. Um, and so the group just pulled together and everybody went down to that second uh, or the first level. And then the really deep exploration down into the second level. Now, that's amazing. That level has chambers. And in the chambers, there are two um, sarcophagus. Um, now, I'll just let you ponder on how in the world a four, two four-ton sarcophagus got down this little tiny. Okay, just you just got to wonder about that. But so the, the theory is that this is the Osiris shaft. There's a very nice sarcophagus that um, is, belongs to Osiris is the belief. The other one is a little bit rough um, around the edges, and they say that that belongs to his brother, Seth, which is, there's a lot of history between Osiris and Seth. Um, there were pottery shards down there that have never been removed. Um, there are bones down there. Um, we had another guide with us who um, is in charge of that area, so he gave us his perspective on, on that. Um, we did an amazing meditation down there. It was, it was astounding. Uh, the third level, a few of our brave um, tour goers uh, ventured down there a bit. It's all water. So you can't go all the way in, but you can go down to the water, which is really an interesting um, understanding. The Nile used to be much, much, much closer to that area. Obviously there's watermarks on the Sphinx. Um, so the water was up there. And uh, there's great belief that um, initiates would, um, in their time of great revelation, um, leaving the body and, and receiving information in other realms and coming back in, would use uh, the Nile to come in um, to these chambers and begin that last initiation process, which also ties into the Great Pyramid and the subterranean chamber that is there that leads us up to the uh, King's Chamber where the other great sarcophagus is. So it was um, that that um, Osiris shaft was a big surprise for everybody. 
including me. And I think I, you know, when, once I got down there, I was like, okay, you know, going down has to be scarier than going up. Going up is going to be a piece of cake. And so we finally, you know, we, we finish up what we're doing and we start going up. And um, I did well until about like 10 steps to the top. And then I noticed my hands were getting really sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, like I, I have no option here. I have to, you know, so I, I literally in my head just kept going one more step, one more step, right. one more step. Yeah. And um, there's a picture of me coming out of that chamber and I have the greatest look of joy because I've lived through this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. So, so something I've noticed with, with um, sort of like the people who are having, going through some sort of spiritual journey, spiritual awakening, whatever you want to call it, there seems to be an inherent interest in Egyptology, mm -hmm. ancient Egypt. It's like something sparked in them. Um, and I know sort of like a lot of ancient texts make reference to ancient Egypt. But from your perspective, certainly with the QHHT stuff, why do you think that is? What do you think our connection is with, with that land? That is such a good question. You know, in, in my QHHT sessions, QHHT sessions throughout the years, um, so many people will go back to pyramids or, you know, ancient Egypt or pyramids even in other locations on Earth or other planets. So, um, you know, I think there's it's just such a, um, a multi-dimensional place of experience and our souls um, have been kind of magnetized to places like that because of the energy field, because of the knowledge that's held in those places, because of the, um, the energetic mechanisms of structures like the pyramids or even the temples. Um, so I think, you know, it, it must be maybe like a, like a spiritual boot camp, you know, at some point, you know, all of these shards of, of the one, which we all are, you know, kind of tap in there to um, receive more knowledge to help with our soul growth in the collective. I can imagine that it must actually feel, you know, I was talking to Craig, was it Tuesday yesterday when we had Barbara Lamb on? Tuesday, yeah. Um, about um, Stonehenge and going there several times and just the energy of the, actually, you could feel it and I could feel it. I, mean, I can imagine being somewhere like that with everyone like just literally buzzing or oh, this is so much fun. This is so fun to, to observe. I mean, plus you're experiencing it yourself, but um, so, you know, what we were telling our, our, our group that was going is that, you know, you're going to, you're, you need to like settle into each of these locations that we're taking you to because they're going to feel different from one another and they're going to affect you in ways that you're not expecting. Some places you might think, yeah, you know, not a big deal. It was okay, cool, whatever. Um, and some places may just crack you open and you might just start crying or you might feel a remembrance to it and just, just feel that. And so um, we took them to the second pyramid first. And, and that's, you know, it's, it's not, well, it's, it's a lot of like ducking as you go through tunnels and, you know, it's not an easy ascent or descent into this pyramid. And, the group came out and kind of the overall vibe was, um, I don't want to say grumpy, but, um, they, you know, they're just like, yeah, yeah, that was a lot of work or, you know, I, it, it was just, it was, it was surprising to me to see kind of a collective understanding about this. And, uh, and 
you know, Sarah and I were like, oh, heck, I know. I hope they like like the rest of the places. <laughs> you know, this, this is kind of interesting, not expected. But it was a really good um, way of showing them, okay, so maybe this is a place that you don't resonate with, or maybe you have soul memories here that were a little more challenging, not so light, perhaps. Um, but when we would go to another place, you know, the same people would be like, oh my God, this is so different. Like, I really like being here. This feels so good. And we talked about, you know, how it feels different from masculine energy, which is kind of the Giza plateau to feminine energy, which is more up by Aswan and the temple of Isis and um, Hathors. And um, it was really fun to watch people kind of finely tune in their energy fields to these amazing energetic spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And awesome. it, do you know anything about any ley lines there? Is that something that you're into or? or? Oh yeah, I hear about that in my sessions quite a bit. Matter of fact, I had a, a gentleman who I just love, I think he might be going on the next tour and uh, his whole session was about the ley lines and the pyramids and you know, not just the pyramids of Giza, but also other ones. And um, he, I counted him up, he opened his eyes up at the end of the session and he goes, uh, what are ley lines? You know, <laughs> the whole session was about his, his taking care of the ley lines. Oh my God, I just love what I do. So yes, the, so obviously um, these, these megalithic structures are on, on energy ley lines and they connect all the way around the world. And, you know, there is a master architect or two that designed all of this and you do feel it. I mean, it's, it's a definite thing. We actually were using, um, you know, because of my work with pendulums and, and uh, channeling, um, the group had a little mini class on how to do that. And we all had pendulums and, you know, you can hold the pendulums out in these places and step a few feet from a, from a ley line or an energy center and it changes direction. You can tell where the energy field is at. Hmm. Wow. wow. <laughs> okay. Well, going back to your time with Dolores and you mentioned what you do and how crazy, like, so the guy who mentioned the ley lines, he was asking you what are ley lines? Like he didn't know what it was or he was. So he was expounding all this information about how he was a caretaker for ley lines um, in his other lifetimes. I mean, just minute details. It's his session is on my YouTube channel. Um, I think it's the name of it. The title will come up. Um, it's something about, it says ley lines. There's a few ley line um, sessions on my YouTube, but um, Jeremy is his name. And when I counted him up and he opened his eyes and he asked me that, well, he was back in his now physical body and his analytical experience in, in this life, he hadn't known anything about ley lines. It was a completely new concept to him wow. at that point. Um, so you think it's just like hidden, buried, like compartmentalized somewhere in the body or in the cells or in the brain, or when, when you're working with people, I'm sure you're here. I mean, that's probably not the first time that people don't know what they said or what they were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you go into that a little bit? Yeah. So this is what's so fascinating. You know, I, I think the human mind is, um, is much more interesting even than, than um, the cosmos. I mean, I think we, we carry it all within us. It's the same. Mm -hmm. So 
when when people come in to have a QHHT session, um, you know, they're coming because they have life issues that they want to solve, or maybe it's body health issues, um, relationship things, um, mysteries about their life that they want clarity on. And how the process works is after we've talked for a while and, you know, kind of explained how this is going to all unfold and how they help themselves to dive in deep to all this knowledge that they have carried around every second of this lifetime, um, that our society has purposely uh, made sure that we didn't know about so that we still rely upon authority, um, which we're waking up from, which exciting times for us. But when they, when they get ready for the hypnosis portion, um, with Dolores's process, what happens is they typically are going to guide themselves, um, this great part of them that knows everything, high self, subconscious, divine self, superconscious, whatever name you feel comfortable giving it, is going to guide them to the lifetime or lifetimes um, or experiences that best help them understand what it is they're meant to know. Um, so in that experience, almost every client goes to a lifetime or an experience that they had no knowledge that they had inside of them, um, which is amazing because you can't make that up. You know, you can't make up what you don't know. And um, we explore that lifetime. Um, by the end of it, we know why their high self took them to that lifetime, how it relates to the current lifetime. It always, always does. It's so cool. And then when we get done with that, then we just make this super easy transition over to that part of them that knows everything, the high self. It's them opening their mouth, them saying the words. It's just this, this aspect of us that we've been trained, and I will say willingly, we've signed up for this experiment, to um, shut down and not trust. Um, but in that super nice relaxed state of hypnosis, then it's just easier to let that part of their knowledge flow. Um, we would probably more commonly call it our um, epiphanies, our ahas, um, um, our gut. But but that's the part of them that I really engage with. And once we get that rolling, um, then I start asking their list of questions that they came into the session with. Um, and uh, those answers are profound and deep. And again, not usually what that analytical left mind could ever come up with. Um, matter of fact, a lot of times it's, it's opposite information, what they think it's going to be, which, which I love, um, gives them another perspective, a way of understanding themselves and empowering themselves even better. So you can't, I was actually thinking of a question. You, you sort of answered it there. Cause what I was going to say was, um, all this kind of interest in ancient, um, uh, kind of technology, I guess you'd call it. Um, I was going to say, what what relevance do you think that has to today? And I guess you kind of just broached on that a little bit, like, in your opinion, like, like, why are we so interested in this stuff? What, what, what? You know, all right, it's good to know our history, but surely there must be some connection with what where we're headed. Certainly in this crazy time that we're in now. Oh uh, gosh, yes. So yeah, because yeah, now it's time to remember it all. Now you know, all of us that are on the planet now have probably been in these other times and places and held knowledge at some point. Um, you know, it's kind of like we're the we're the archaic records in in physical form, and now it's time to bring the knowledge back. Um, you know, we're in this huge shift for humanity, and you know, when you can pull yourself up a little bit as an observer, you can see the great um, gifts 
that are being afforded to us in this great awakening and uh, tapping into those other lifetimes and those times of empowerment and the knowledge that we carried and even the great collective of knowledge. I mean, you don't even have to have a lifetime in Egypt, but you can still tap into the collective information there um, to help yourself and to help humanity. And I, this is the time. This is what we are here for. Um, you know, Dolores loved to say, if you're walking on earth right now in a physical body, you have the golden ticket. And so many souls want to be in a physical form on this body. And, you know, we have to catch ourselves being, you know, all grumbly and grumpy about, oh, my gosh, you know, this world's so messed up. And why am I here? And I, I'm never coming back here again. <laughs> but we're here to do the work. And, uh, and we're here because we're qualified to do the work. And we need to, you know, kind of pull our pants up and, uh, you know, take a deep breath and find our purpose and do it. And your work that we, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, sorry, I was, I was just agreeing. Go, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> just, well, I'm curious if there's any like reoccurring themes about the future or even where we're at, like that you've heard over time, or is there anything because of what you've witnessed and experienced, you know, in more than one, two, three, four different people sessions on like how to prepare yourself or how we could be prepared or what what's coming? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so what's coming? Um, we're, we're ascending and we are uh, raising our vibration and frequency to be in a, a new plane of existence. So some will call it the new earth. Dolores like to call it that. Um, fifth dimension. Sometimes it's called that. Um, it's, it's letting go of fear. And we're in the midst of this really amazing experiment right now where we're, we, as a collective, have decided what we're going to do with fear. Are we going to buy into it or are we done with it, right? So once you decide that you're done with it, you know, that it was a, a cool thing to learn from, um, but I don't want to navigate through that anymore. You know, thank you, 2020 and everything that's come since then yeah. for giving us this opportunity. Um, that that elevation here's here's my theory on it from what i've seen in my clients what i've experienced myself what i'm witnessing observing is that it's like an overlay um and we'll feel it from time to time especially if we're open and, and aware to what's happening now so a 5d feeling is like what it's like when everything's going really good for you in that moment. Like, man, everything is on all cylinders and you're really happy. Um, you know, maybe you're, you're outside in nature and the green looks a little bit greener or um, the light feels better coming into your body. You're um, in a sense of gratitude and a place of happiness. Um, I just gave this example out recently where um, unexpectedly, um, I was on my way down to my office to give a session and I stop at a place called Palmer's Deli in Des Moines. And just, I, I go there, I, it's a cool little place um, to grab some food. And I was going to not eat there at that time. I was going to take it down to my office to get ready. And I walked into Palmer's and I'm like, whoa, wow. Like, wow, it feels good in here today. And I'm kind of just like looking around, everybody's smiling and everybody's happy. And like, well, cool, you know, nice. And I go up to the sandwich guy um, who I love and, and he looks at me just so fully and says, how are you today? 
And I said, I am awesome. You know, how are you? And he goes, never better. And he goes, what can I make for you? And I'm like, oh, I would just love for you to make me a roast beef sandwich. Thank you. And he's like, I am so happy to do that for you. And I'm like, this is so cool. Like, I love this place. And, you know, as I looked around, like the colors were brighter and it just had the nicest feel to it. And I had to get running. So I pay and I go and I'm just like, wow, I don't know what Palmer's did, but I want more of that. That felt really good. And so the next day I'm going down to my office. I usually don't go there two days in a row, but I'm like, I want more of that, you know, so I'm going to go back down and, and, and get a salad. And um, I walk in and it's like, oh, it's like back to normal, you know, it was completely different. Right. So I think that's it. I think, you know, that was to me an example of, oh, this is what it feels like to be, you know, in this higher frequency and energy field. And I think if we ponder on that a little bit, all of us have had those moments where, oh, man, I wish like that was great. You know, I wish it would stay like that. And I think the more we're aware of it, the more we create it, because we're all creating this at the time and speed that our soul's ready for it. Um, you know, sometimes in sessions, they'll talk about like, a, you know, instantaneous flash and, you know, everything's 5D and everything's uh, great. And hey, I'm, you know, I'm on the train. If that's how it goes, all the best. I tend to think it's more of an individual process. And uh, we all come at our own soul speed to that, um, that determination. Right. Yeah. I think my, my observation is, is myself and, and sort of just looking around really is that um, a lot of people with what's going on, particularly the activation that's happened over the past few years, because that's what's happened. There's, there's been an activation. We've had to make conscious decisions, like you just said, Am I going to go with fear with the old world or am I going to choose courage and light and life in the new world, the new earth? Um, and I think um, the, the, by an activation, I mean, like we are being activated by this choice one way or another. Um, and <clears throat> what I'm finding is some people, like you just said, is some people it's bringing up issues. It's bringing up things that need healing. Um, and <laughs> it's like, like we're on a crash course. It's like it's like for some people, it's quite overwhelming. Like everything's just gone kaboom and and i don't see this as a negative thing in the slightest it's like bringing all these things up to get it healed to get it washed away because we're, we're all headed in this direction and um, some might be and, and everyone's going at their at their speed like you said there's no competition here is there right um, but i just think like what do you think about like you know people that are going through stuff right now because there are a lot of people going through some stuff right now mm -hmm. um, and just to get to that place that you've just described you know what what advice would you give as a, as a kind of a practitioner or a therapist or, or whatever? Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's such a good question. And it's actually really relevant to that trip to Egypt because we right. had we had a few people get kind of um, sick on it. Um, a lot of the cough stuff going on. And it was so interesting because, um, I mean, number one, you don't want anybody to not feel well while they're on this amazing, magical adventure, right? So that's a bummer. But on a deeper understanding because of the work that Sarah and I do through Dolores, we understand that symptoms are messages. And if you can understand the literal language of the body and decode the message and take action to it, then the symptom leaves because that's all it is. It's a message giver. 
um, it's a different way of looking at um, our bodies and, and illness and injury and accidents even from what the medical field talks about. But I'm going to tell you, it's, a, it's so accurate. So, you know, for those on the trip, as an example, that had the, the cough and um, rest, you know, upper respiratory issues going on, well, this is our communication center. And, um, you know, in sessions, a lot of times when stuff is going on here, uh, the high cells will talk about, well, um, they, they, they shove down what they really think about things. They've been told that their opinion isn't valuable. They're from the generation of uh, be seen and not heard. Um, they're told that they don't have anything important to offer, so they keep it all to themselves. But what happens over time is that creates um, issues within the throat, the jaw, the mouth. Um, it's amazing to witness. And so here we are in ancient Egypt in all of these places where, you know, perhaps lifetimes had been um, um, cut short or they weren't valued for um, perhaps the gifts that they carried um, or even in this life. And it starts coming up, you know, so in a, in a quiet and very loving place, Sarah and I were like going, yay, <laughs> you're working through your stuff. This is, this is going to be okay, you know, and um, you know, one beautiful lady really got taken down for several days. And, um, but she came to the next meal where she was feeling better finally. And she's like, I'm back. And man, she was back better than ever before. And she was amazing before. And she was extra amazing after. And it's just working through our stuff. So if you, if you kind of put that theory to what is the symptom trying to tell me, and figuring that out and understanding it and changing direction a little bit from why it got you there in the first place, then you heal yourself. It's, it's, it's really, it's not hard. Yeah. We call them signals, um, just, or, you know, of course symptoms and for sure. Um, it's interesting even, you know, seems like sometimes it can get worse before it gets better, you know, but when those things do come up and you have that clearing, um, it's, it gives you that backup where you're like even better, you know, once it, when it has cleared out and passed. Um, so that's interesting. Um, I like, I didn't even know you guys talked about like the physical aspects of like health and in the sessions as well, but, but that makes sense, you know, being over there. Um, I'm sure everybody came back completely different, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, how can you not be changed forever with that imprint of those buildings and the energy there and the and the, the ground they carry as well yeah right you know mm -hmm. just all of the energy of you guys and all the people who are there and you know we've had different um people on who talk about um the vibration of the planet in different places i think it's called eb ebi what is it yeah environmental vibrational something um when we had jen on and I would always say like, well, how come I feel better in this place? Like you were talking about the, the grocery store or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, but other places I may not feel, you know, different, you know, or, you know, as happy or whatever. Is it me? Is it the place? Is it the location? You know? And I think it's a bit, a bit of all of it, you know, cause like you said, you even went to the same place and one day you felt this and then the next day you're like, eh, it's, it's back. It's normal again, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I had an experience like that this last weekend 
where it was kind of, if you want to call it 5D, where it was just like, everyone is smiling. Notice everyone's smiling and everyone's happy. And I was with my parents and I was just in the moment and it was just, I'm not, you know, work or having to worry about sick people or worry about, you know, all the things that have been going on or whatever. And it was just like, it wasn't the place. It wasn't the activity. It was me. I felt better. Therefore I was putting out a projection that was high vibe or fun or easy. <laughs> and therefore I was attracting that back. And so, but yeah, there is something to these places and oh my God, one, one day I'm going to get to the pyramids. I was supposed to do a trip in 2014 and it got canceled, but I'm going to make it. This one going on next year, Sharon. Well, yeah, I, I happen to know two tours in, in 2024, Sharon, that uh, maybe you would be interested in. <laughs> Very, very, very interesting. Yes, yes. We're gonna have to get some information about that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm interested. What would you say is your absolute favorite part of of you know the trip? Oh my gosh, that's hard to say. There's so much. You know, I, I overall I loved watching the transformation of the participants on it and how um, the different locations affected people in different unexpected ways. Um, the, you know, for me personally, um, it was my second time to be in Egypt and the places that knocked my socks off the first time really didn't so much the, the, the second time, which I thought was interesting, but the place oh, where, where, um, yes, yeah, second okay. is what, what knocked my socks off this time was a place that we didn't go to the last time. And, um, I had a very profound experience um, there. So, you know, I think it's just, I think everything lines up with where your own energy field is at that time. And, and you're going to attract what you need from it. It's, it's kind of like, you know, the whole trip is filling people's cups up, you know, in the amounts that they needed to at each place. And by the end of the trip, I mean, it was just, it was like a giant family. And, um, you know, this, this group is, has a WhatsApp group and they're like, there's so many posts every day about, you know, Hey, you guys, you know, do you miss this? Or, you know, well, you know, look what I found and you might like this. And I mean, it's just like, it's like a happy functional family, not dysfunctional, functional. <laughs> and I think that's how, um, I think that's how being with a group of people, um, that are fairly like-minded to begin with, but so unified, throughout and especially at the end, it raises all of us. And like you said, um, you know, when you're around people or you're in a space that, that's making you, bringing you up like that, you're putting out that energy and that energy has to affect and activate the places where you're at. You know, if it's with your parents or if it's at the Great Pyramid or, you know, wherever that happens to be. So activation was a huge part of, of that trip. And it's, you know, um, I, when I came back, it, it took me a few days to get, to get my body back into this time and space. And I was talking to a good friend of mine. I really unplugged over there. Like, I don't even really want to plug back in anymore. But um, my friend, who usually doesn't talk about current events, uh, was with me on the phone. And she was going through all these lists of um, 3D things that are going on on the planet right now. And I was like, blah, blah, blah. like I can't. I, I, I can't talk about it. I can't go there with you anymore. Um, and I'm like, what happened? Why are you there? <laughs> and I'm like, not being judgy, you know, she needs something from that 
that information, which is fine. But um, it you're not the same person afterwards in the most awesome of ways. Right. And I think when you put your, your sort of your intention into these things and certainly your effort and your finances and everything that goes into these kind of trips and even even just like conferences and things like that, just gathering together. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a, dare I say, the words a reward there um, that, you know, like, like you say, you put some, you put, you put in, you get out of it, if that makes sense. Um, and, I, you know, I found, I've had this, I completely understand that because I remember, when, you know, when I've been to conferences and things like that, actually come back like you're floating, like that was amazing. And I used to hate the crash afterwards. Um, I always felt like there was a crash, like back to normality. Right. Um, and, and I've been on a mission to to like stay in that that high place yeah. um, without the need for going to conferences to get there, you know, just living it in normal everyday life. Yes. You know, living, um, you know, happy and <laughs> it brings a lot of crap up. I will say that um, in my own experience. But, um, you know, when you when you invest kind of in these things, I do think that there is there is a kind of a universal reward if you want to word it like that. Um, so, like, do you have any plans for any other trips or, or, or you know, what, what's your immediate plans with, with coming on with your work? I mean, how do you plan to stay in that in, in this vibration? Well, I get to stay in this vibration pretty easily because I give sessions every week. And, you know, I'm, I love, love, love helping people find their answers and, and their healing. So that just that, you know, if, I, if that's all I did, I'm I'm golden. I'm great. Um, but um, coming up uh, in, gosh, when is it October? There's a QHHT practitioners reunion, which is actually open to the public. You don't have to even be a practitioner to join in Ibiza, Spain. So a beautiful location. Yeah. So we'll be heading there and doing a lot of great work there together. Sarah will be there too. Um, so that that's October. January, uh, Sarah and I will be doing a workshop in Jupiter. We've mentioned that. And then the two trips uh, to Egypt uh, in 2024. Those will probably be, I don't know. I Okay, we might be doing one in Sedona too. That's a possibility. Oh, okay. <laughs> a workshop there. Um, we, we were asked to do one in uh, Peru, which we would like to do. It's just, it's literally finding the time and the schedules mm -hmm. to get all of this um, done. But uh I'm, I'm up. Oh yeah. We want to do Hawaii too. I just, I just uh, told somebody uh, who lives in Hawaii that, Hey, why don't we just come there and do a workshop? And he was open. So uh, there's, there's so many great opportunities to, you know, be with your tribe, um, get that, get that feeling of um, community and then, you know, work with it afterwards to maintain it. That's, that's the big part. And I don't think it's, you know, Humans like to complicate everything, but it really isn't that complicated. And I hear this in sessions all the time that if we just would take a few minutes to simply have mindful breathing, you know, it gets us connected in really fast. Or if we step outside and, you know, barefoot in nature, that's, or be in a forest, um, look at a flower, you know, in your office, you don't even have to be outside, but all of those things help recharge us and um, get us um, out of the trap that um, we purposefully have been taught to stay in so that we are um, controllable. And uh, once you realize you have that freedom, it changes everything and, and you are that sovereign being that you've always been. That's awesome. I love all of that. I love 
totally love all of that. Um, nature is like the best and I've been doing everything I can to be outside as much as, as much as possible. Going back to your work, you do sessions remote or only in person or how does that work? And then where can we find you? Um, all of these tours and all this stuff, like tell us a little bit about where people can find you. Okay. So, um, where they can find me is my website. It's just my name, SuzanneSpooner.com. Uh, that's where people can book sessions. I'm, I'm booked out a little ways um, to, I don't know, I think it's like mid to late 2026. So it's a little ways out, but, but um, you know, there's, there's thousands of practitioners around the world. And if you don't want to wait to see me, then there, you can find somebody closer to you or somebody that doesn't have as long of a wait as I do. However, I will say this, um, in sessions, the high cells will talk about this because, you know, sometimes the clients are like, man, I wanted to get in sooner, or sometimes I can move them up faster, or sometimes either one of us have to push it back. And what the high self says about timing for these sessions, and then this goes for everybody, is the day that you and your practitioner make that commitment to have that session, that is your day. There's a reason why everything lined up for that day. And sometimes in my sessions, they'll say, yeah, well, we didn't want them to come in sooner because this event had to happen and that event had to happen in order for them to understand what we're trying to share with them here. And they'll understand it much better. Otherwise, it would have kind of been a wash if they would have come in too soon. So anyways, that's that's the appointment situation um, on the website is also you can take the class to learn how to use the art of universal knowing or talk so you can channel and get your own messages. Anytime you want to, I make it ridiculously affordable for anybody. I think it's like 22 bucks and it's the whole course there. Um, there's a free uh, guided meditation to help you get connected into your high self so you can ask your own questions, receive your own healing. It's called the Universal Mind Project that I created several years ago. Um, so that's there. Um, for Sarah and I, for the workshops and the tours, we're actually putting together a new website. And that's where people will book for these tours. Um, so we're, uh, as that website's getting built, we're hoping it'll be up within about four weeks from now. And then we'll announce those uh, tours for folks to sign up on. Um, between then and now, they can go to our Facebook group. It's um, Ancient Lifetimes with Suzanne and Sarah. Um, and you'll find it right there. It's on my homepage, just a few posts down probably above, above yours. Um, and we really recommend people going there or signing up for either one of our um, 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 newsletters on our personal websites because that will get a blast too when everything's up and going. And it, you know, I, I mean, part of me is just like I can't believe this goes; these reservations go so fast. But you kind of have to be watching. And I think um, we we have some um, fun friends that want to go. Um, we're not going to say who it is yet on both tours some surprise people that um i think everybody will know just makes it that much more fun so there'll be fun tours gosh muted you muted jonna <laughs> oh i'm sitting here thinking were you trying to say something <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> <laughs> yes well, we do appreciate you being with us today. Oh my gosh, so much information. And I, I do encourage everybody who's watching and, um, and all these great comments, go check out her information, go see what she's up to. 
Um, I'm, I'm excited when your books start to come out or when some of these events are happening, maybe we can have you back again and talk a bit more about it and promote whatever you're doing and, you know, just kind of retouch base again. But um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Craig, any final words or, you know, how can we find you? Um, I'm just amazed that we've, 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 it's gone so quickly because uh, I wanted to ask a little bit on Atlantis and stuff like that. But <laughs> um, we had Sarah on talking about Atlantis. So if people want to check that out, we, we did that with her. But I, I, I'm fascinated with the link between Atlantis and Egypt and Enoch and all these kind of ancient things that are going on. It seems so relevant now to so actually go to the places. I think it's really important because not just on a sort of archaeological kind of uh, thing, but I think, like you say, you're connecting with the land, you're connecting mm. with the memory in the land. Um, and I think it's, it is really important. I, I, I definitely choose to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, people can catch me on Facebook, um, Craig Martin Walker. I, in the, um, I've, I've got like a meditation music channel. I'm a musician as well. Um, I do all this sort of ethereal stuff, again, purely for my own indulgence. <laughs> uh, people tend to like it as well. If people want to check that out, uh, the link's in my bio here. I'm going to bandentascension.com if people want to check that out. So, yeah, thank you very much. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Well, we thank you guys so much. And, of course, you can go to swiftfire.org, drshornell.com. Definitely, if you are a partner with us, thank you so much. We appreciate you for helping us to be able to do this weekly. We're here every Thursday at noon. And our members, we do a monthly meeting. That's just a private group where just like she was talking about community. We love getting together and hanging out with you guys and getting to know you better and doing Q and a, and just kind of like having a little private time where we can talk to each other and um, kind of build relationship. And so if you're interested in doing that, um, definitely click the link here and you can, you can find out about that. You can go to Swiftfire too um, for, uh, you can book sessions. I do soul audits, biofeedback. I have books, all kinds of fun things, free stuff like, Anyway, check it out. But you guys are great, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you so much for being such a radiant person to join us today. I know how busy you are, and I'm sure you're going to catch up on all this, like, being gone and answering emails and jumping back in the matrix <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. A little bit. I'll keep a big, like, one toe in, you know, and the rest on 5 on five D in it from here on out. Awesome. Well, ease, fun and easy as you do it. And um, again, such a delight. Let us know if we can ever have you back again. For oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. Wait, and maybe we'll be on the trip with you. Who knows? I yeah. Mean, oh, I okay. I hope so. I'm putting it out there. We just, more the merrier. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awesome. Awesome. All right, you guys. Thank you, guys. And thanks to all of you and your awesome comments. I see Laura and Amber and Debbie and all you guys. We love you guys so much. Appreciate you. And Y'all have a great week. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.